0: You don't have to be perfect. In fact, it's pretty cool that with podcasting, when you start growing your audience, people expect you to not be perfect. So, and it's fun because as you grow and you get better and, you know, say if you have an interview show like I do, you start out maybe interviewing some smaller guests and then eventually you're interviewing the biggest guests in the world because that's the other powerful thing about podcasting is that people right now, it's still a small enough niche that when you reach out to a guest for an interview and they might be some big guru, when they hear podcast it's amazing. They just, it's almost like, uh, you know, a radio show or, you know, it's something where you can get those people on your show and you can be talking to some of the biggest names in the world.
1: This is financially covered with certified financial planner, David Shuttick, a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money and their profits. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Financially Covered. We're a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money, and their profit. So today, I wanna to talk to a good friend of mine, Dave Stewart, and he does some podcasting, and it's funny, he does the same thing that I'm doing, only completely different, but he has a really small niche. So, um, hey, Dave, how are you? And um, let's hear a little bit about uh, the niche in your podcast because you're you're talking to a small group of people, kind of like what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Thanks for having me on, David. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Um, so my niche, I'm in the fly fishing niche, and and the outdoor niche. I have two podcasts, uh, the wet fly swing podcast, I've had going about three years now. It's got about 150 episodes. And it's one of the one of the bigger, you know, bigger, bigger, biggest podcasts in, in fly fishing. And it's in, in a super, you know, small niche. And uh, and I serve people that are interested in learning about fly fishing, companies that are interested in connecting. Um, and my second podcast is the Outdoors Online Marketing Podcast, and that's where I'm focusing actually on serving the outdoor companies, fly fishing companies specifically.
1: So I kind of do something very similar. I have a a general financial planning uh, podcast called the Weekly Wealth Podcast where I just talk and give financial, I interview financial experts on different topics just to help build financial literacy and honestly build my brand as a financial planner. Um, But also, as many people know, I own an insurance agency, but I'm also a certified financial planner. So I thought of late last year, I was thinking, you know, how do I? differentiate myself. And um, what's a good niche? Because every financial planner or every business really needs a niche. So it just really hit me that the best niche for me would be, I would love to be known as the financial advisor for insurance agency owners. And what's a way to do that? Well, podcasting is one of them. And part of this financially covered podcast is we, we interview people like yourself that can help insurance agencies just to run better, more efficiently. We interview marketing experts and and then I also talk about some financial planning topics, uh, you know what type of retirement plans might work for your agency and so so on and so forth so so if how could you know insurance agencies you know they, they have between one and five or ten or fifteen employees and they, they go from being real small operations to being almost small corporations. How do you think that a company like that could benefit by by podcasting?
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, in, in the Outdoors Online Marketing Podcast, I interview a new expert every week. So, you know, even though I'm focused on the super tiny niche for outdoor companies, I'm just interviewing general uh, marketing professionals. So anybody that wants a tip on how to grow their online, you know, the marketing uh, piece of their business, it's a great resource. And I've been focusing on podcasting. So I've interviewed some of the biggest podcasters you know, in the world right now. And and they've given, you know, I've heard these tips directly from these people. And there are things I've been doing for three years now. And, and one of them is about niching down and the power of niching down. And that's the great thing about podcasting is that you can niche down so far, like you said, that you're kind of you're the leader, you might be the only person in that little, uh, little niche. And there's people out there that want to listen to it, right? There's people in that niche that you talked about that want to learn. And when you're when you're the only person out there doing it, or one of the only people, and they listen to podcasts, it's like, boom, you just got yourself a passionate follower. And, And that's one of the great things.
1: Yeah. So, you know, an insurance agency could have between a couple hundred to a couple thousand clients. That could be your niche, right? I mean, once every week, once every month, you're releasing a podcast about the, you know, the six biggest mistakes that people make with their auto insurance. And and all of a sudden, now you're an expert and you're not a big thing with the insurance industry is commoditization. Give us 15 minutes, we'll save you 15%. Well, that's awesome until you kill someone, or it's awesome until you have a loss and you didn't have the right coverages. So by an insurance agency talking about uh, coverages and the right protection and everything like that on a podcast, that certainly can can help their clients be covered better and also build loyalty and build uh, build expertise for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And here's actually, I'll throw it back at you. Here's an insurance question. I just had a friend that uh, his company, he has a, it's not an online uh, business, but their their computers, their entire system got hacked. Literally was boom. And they're, they took all their data, their entire wow. computers, they took it all. And in the, these hackers, basically, I think they're in Russia or something like that. Was it ransom? Yep, yep. yep. They said, give us $50,000 or
1: something or you're, you're, you're done. And you know what they did? They had to pay them. Did it, did it work or, I mean, cause is there yeah. the thing with ransom that if you give them the money, they, 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 they do what they said they were going to yeah, do.
0: Anyway. Yeah, no, no, it worked. And they, but the cool thing was he told me, he's like, well, we had insurance for it. So we had cyber. ransom. Mm-hmm. yes yeah, So it was like, boom, he was covered. So it was a pretty cool thing to see that. You know, I mean, right. Insurance is a very critical, even in the cyber world now.
1: Absolutely. Well, and see, you know, I don't even like paying for my own insurance, but um, and that cyber coverage cost your buddy some money and it may not have been that much, but it's still none of us have any extra money. Right. But he's he sure is glad he had it now. Right. And whoever uh, talked to him about, hey, why don't we add this endorsement or get this policy? They are now um, now a hero for sure. Big time. Yeah. So looking at Podcasting. I started and, um you know, I've had some technical issues. I've, I've had some learning curves, but, I, you know, I'm getting better every time. How does somebody get started? You know, someone, uh, how do you get started in, in podcasting? What do you buy? How do you release podcasts? You know, yep. what are some of just the basics to get started?
0: Yeah, the basics are, you know, it's really pretty simple. You know, that's the great thing about it. You can pick up, you know, you need a couple of things. You need a microphone. We're both talking on these microphones um, you know, and that's kind of the, one of the big, how much money need... do you need to spend on a microphone? I mean, yep, you, so you can spend easily under a hundred dollars. You can spend $60 and get a really high quality mic. Okay. Um, you can spend, you know, $200 on a mic. You can spend $500. I mean, there's, you could spend thousands, right? But you literally these days, the tech is so good that for 60, 70, hundred dollars, you can get a really great mic. Okay. So that's first thing. So you need a mic. You need, um, you know, like we're talking on. We have these boom arms that connect to our mics that help with, you know, the the rattle and uh, distracting noises. And Then you can get a pop filter, another thing that doesn't cost very much. So, so for basically a hundred bucks or under a hundred bucks, you got that. Um, you need some earbuds. So typically, people you can just use, you know, either buy some headphones or just use your earbuds like I'm using now. I'm just using Apple earbuds, which work great. Um, you need a computer, which most people have, and then the in really the only other thing you need is. Um, is hosting, right? Because you're, you're hosting and there are some free hosts out there. Um, I don't recommend that. I recommend that's one thing you should pay. And if you're, you know, typically five bucks a month, is probably all you need, maybe five, 10,
1: $15 a month. to cover. And what are the names people. of some of the better, uh, better companies?
0: Yeah. So, and I just heard, it's interesting because there are a number of them out there. And I heard of this one company who I knew of and I, and I hadn't used, but I just heard about them. And I just saw on Facebook, somebody was like, Oh man, this company that my stuff went down and They were kind of pissed at the company. The founder went on to the group and said, Hey, I'm here. I'm, you know, we're having an issue or whatever, but you know, but that's not the company I use. I actually
1: use Lipson and they're the oldest they've been around forever. So when you're done with a podcast, I mean, how do you get it to Lipson and what does Lipson do with it?
0: Yeah. So it's similar. The analogy is kind of like the, the website, right? Everybody has website hosting, so they host your files, your blog posts, whatever. So it's the same sort of thing. They essentially host your audio files. Uh, So you pay them and there's a little bit of back, uh, you know, part of there where you add the content, you know, after you get done with your podcast and you add that into your hosting company, like Lipson in this example. And, and they basically, distribute it to all these podcast networks and all these, um, other places that everybody hears about, you know, the, um, uh, well, I guess Spotify has their own system now, but there's a number of these different uh, aggregator apps that all come from, you know, essentially
1: Apple podcasts. So how perfect does a podcast need to be? I mean, do you need to edit out everything? Do you need to hire someone, to, uh you know, is there super expensive editing software? It, it, it does seem a little bit overwhelming to start off with anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that the tip there is, there's actually a book called Start Ugly. And that's, you know, that's the important thing is that you don't have to be perfect. In fact, it's pretty cool that with podcasting, when you start growing your audience, people expect you to not be perfect. So, and it's fun because as you grow and you get better and, you know, say if you have an interview show like I do, you start out maybe interviewing some smaller guests and then eventually you're interviewing the biggest guests in the world because that's the other powerful thing about podcasting is that people right now, it's still a small enough niche that when you reach out to a guest for an interview and they might be some big guru, when they hear podcasts, it's amazing. They just—it's almost like uh, you know a radio show, or you know it's something where you can get those people on your show, and you can be talking to some of the biggest names in the world on your podcast.
1: Well, I'm a nobody, and I've already interviewed. Uh, well, we're going to call you a podcasting uh, genius, but I've yeah. also interviewed uh, two two fairly well known authors, and I just one of them I just reached out to on Twitter, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." Exactly. And it was a, a, a Tom Corley who wrote a book called Rich Habits about the habits that successful people have, uh, and it was really really. interesting. Interesting and really cool. And then I also uh, interviewed Dr. Benjamin Hardy uh, about his new book, oh, yeah. and that was really cool. And it's subjects that I like. And uh, I would have never t- spoken with these people had it not been for podcasting. So, and it's exactly. also providing value for my listeners for sure. For
0: sure. Yeah, no, and I, same for me. I mean, I could roll off names in the fly fishing niche, and I could also roll off names in, you know, John Lee Dumas in the podcasting niche. Um, you know, Eric Newsom, who's a who's a kind of a crazy guru started NPR podcasting back in 2005. I mean, I've interviewed these people Actually, just
1: got his book off Audible because of you so oh, and listen good. to that as I'm driving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I recommend that. Yeah. Make noise. Definitely. If anybody's getting started, it's uh, it's not like we're talking. It's not the how to necessarily what microphone to get, but it's more of the the deeper stuff of how to become a good podcaster. Great book.
1: So if I met you in person and you told me, hey, I have a fly fishing podcast. you know, I don't even know what fly fishing is, to be totally honest. <laughs> I know it has something to do with standing in a river, and I'm sure it's awesome. But um, yeah. why do you do a podcast on fly fishing other than the fact that you like fly fishing? And do you benefit financially from it?
0: Yes, 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 and yes. I mean, the, the reason I do it is – and. You know, ultimately, you can't do a podcast for money. You know, it's kind of funny to say because that's in Eric Newsom says that in his book. You know, that's the first thing. Do not, you know, what he said, I think the way he frames and he coaches some of the biggest companies in the world, New York Times, uh, I think Nike, um, all these huge companies about how they start a podcast, right? And the first thing he says is, you know, you basically, you're, you can't do it for money. You know, what is the one thing you would do every single week or every single day, even if you didn't get paid? you know, you, basically he's making that point. You've got to have that passion. You've got to have that curiosity in podcasting. If you don't have it for your subject, do not do a podcast in that subject.
1: Sure. Right? A fly fishing podcast for me, just, I don't think it'd be all that good because I wouldn't nope. have anything to talk about.
0: It wouldn't be good for you. But for me, it's great because it's one of my passions. Right. And because of that, when I get people on, I just talk to a guy. It was so great because I do these coaching calls now with my, uh, with my second podcast where I teach these companies, these fly fishing and outdoor companies, how to basically grow their businesses through you know, the online space. But this one guy had been listening to the wet fly swing podcast for like three years. And I asked him, you know, I just said like, what do you enjoy about the podcast? And he said, my questions, he said he could just hear my passion. When I asked my guest, he could just feel it. He's like, nobody else is doing what you're doing in the fly fishing space, you know? So he's just totally connecting with me at a deeper level. And that's the point for your, you know, the people that are listening to this right now is that they can de- connect with other people at such a deep level that, you know, just hearing your voice, right, is so much bigger than say, reading a blog post. So, th- So that's why, that's the power of podcasting.
1: Well, and that's why my joke kind of in the beginning about you and I are doing the same thing, only completely different. Um, the insurance agents of the world. I know what they go through. I know that they're busy. I know. I even know pay structures and, and bonus structures. And my idea was: there's nobody else doing a podcast on how insurance agency owners should should manage their money. And I, I felt like I could provide a lot of value by talking to people like you who, who uh, if somebody was li- wanted to, to start a podcast and they, they listen to your tips, it would be a, a, a game changer for them. But uh, also, this is just helping me to brand myself as the financial advisor for insurance agency owners. And I think it's, it's working out great and I'm loving it and it's fun and um, it's, it's been a, a really cool, uh, really cool adventure for sure. I'm I'm kind of thinking about just some ways that a a local insurance agency could use a podcast. So I'm thinking if let's say Dave's Insurance Agency has a lot of clients that are restaurant owners and they just have built a niche of restaurants and they know how to cover restaurants the right way and they understand they understand the risks of being a restaurant owner. So let's say that I own a restaurant, and maybe I get an email from, from one of Dave's producers saying, hey, we, we insure a bunch of restaurants around your town, and hey, take a listen to this podcast that we did about all of the special and unique risks that exist in, in, in owning a restaurant and some of the insurance considerations. I mean, don't you think that would just be an incredibly powerful way of marketing
0: And that is it. I mean, that's the amazing thing is that think of that, that, that person that finds your podcast, you know, you're instantly talking, right? You're talking directly to them. It feels like, because you know, all their struggles, you're, you're the only person, you're one of the only people doing it. And you mentioned before about monetizing it. There's lots of different ways to do it. I can just tell you quickly how I monetize it. And this might apply to some other people that are thinking about getting in it. But, you know, sponsorships is one piece, right? A lot of people you hear about sponsorships. Sometimes that could take a little time to get going. Um, But I also do uh, affiliates. Like if you can recommend other companies and then your people, if they buy that product, uh, they can get a commission. You can just get direct, you know, if you have a, like you're saying, they're a restaurant, you just want people. um, Just getting more customers for your product. Exactly, more customers, more customers, boom. So that's a huge. So if you have a product of your own right away, like you have these people, you're making a better connection. And that's, that's where in the business, when you think about how do you make a connection, uh, with your, you know, your clients or your customers, you know, that's what it's all about now, storytelling and making right. a connection. Yeah. And that's why, again, podcasting you're, right now, we're making this deep connection with each other. Who knows where this opportunity that, you know, we're going to take this.
1: So when you're listening to some of the big time podcasts and they, they, they kind of cut out and they, they talk about a product and then it says, maybe Jim Rome, I, when I want yep. a mindless sports podcast, he advertises some things. And go to the website, wwwwhatever slash Jim Rome. Does exactly. that mean that if I bought that product, you know, they're giving him a little piece of the um, a little commission on that? Yeah, it
0: might be. I mean, I know typically for me, um, I mean, I recommend a lot of companies. There's companies that I use, um, for example, that, you know, the Hindenburg, right? This is a great uh, software that I, I mentioned to you that just makes – editing v- much easier than some of the other things out there. Well, they don't have an affiliate program. And I talked to Nick, who's going to be coming on the podcast soon as the founder of Hindenburg. And, and he's like, yeah, we don't have one at this, at this point. Um, so, but I still recommend them because they're a great company, but I do have other companies that I recommend where I say, yes, go to outdoorsonline.co slash whatever. Right. Um, and it's, and it's that, and it goes to a page where they can track it with cookies and they can see that you sent a person there. And if that person buys, then you get a commission, right? So, so that's the, nobody
1: buys, there's no money, money. There's nobody making money though. Correct. Yeah.
0: I mean that just okay. on that model, right? So that's, that's, there's other ways to do it. Um, How many but, listeners yeah. do you
1: need for an actual sponsorship where, where a company would pay you just to talk about their product?
0: Yeah. And that's the real unique thing. You used to hear this thing back in the day where they said you need 5,000 unique downloads per episode. And that's kind of, that's kind of gone out the window because what we're realizing in podcasting is that you don't need 5,000 people. You know, you don't need, sometimes, I mean, there's people that are doing this for, they have only hundreds of listeners, but the great thing is they're so targeted. You know, again, it comes back to that conversion. You know, what is your product? Are you selling a $5 product? Or are you selling a $5,000 product, right? If you're selling, say, coaching or something like that, or you have some high ticket product, you don't need very many people to go over to that other company, right, if that's the product if they buy it, right, you just got $5,000 that that's the, that's the cool thing. So, so again, you don't need a bazillion listeners um, to actually make a profit on this thing. If you look at just generally, you know, a 2% conversion rate, um, and you say you have a hundred listeners every week, right? Well, if you get a 2% conversion and they buy that product, that's, that's $10,000.
1: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about once we're done with this podcast, there's going to be an audio file. Um, how difficult would it be for someone like yourself maybe to take out, <laughs> you know, I coughed <laughs> or um, one of us sneezed or uh, yeah. maybe there was just a sentence that one of us just said, um, a bunch of times and it just didn't yep. sound good. How how difficult would it be for, for someone to clean that up?
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's getting better, easier and easier as we go. I mean, there, there are literally software programs right now out there. Uh, Descript is one which actually takes out these filler words you can you can click in and as you're listening to and, and editing it you can see oh um 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 and, and insane. you insane yeah and you just say okay re- remove all the ums and the amazing thing about it is you would think it would sound weird but it's not the the ai is so so advanced now that you don't even notice it so it takes out all the ums you could totally clean it up I, but i will recommend this is a good tip for just anybody going the better thing to do instead of doing that is just to get better at uh, becoming a host or, or being on the podcast and not doing the ums right so that's the easier way because you won't get it all uh you know it takes time you might have to pay for that service it's not very much but um so I recommend you just get better as a podcaster and for me I don't actually remove the ums and, and things like that on mine I pretty much let it roll There there's certain things you can edit and editing is very easy especially like I said when you use Hindenburg Um, But yeah, to answer your question, super easy editing is, is, and it's probably going to get even easier as we go.
1: Yeah. Technology is just, is, is, is crazy. So what resources do you have to help someone to, uh, to get started in podcasting?
0: Yeah. So my best resource where I'm directing everybody now, if you want to get started, I have a 30 day start a podcast challenge. And this is very simple. Um, I'll put a link. Uh, we'll put a link out in the show notes, the outdoorsonline.co slash financial. And we'll put a link there and, and that'll go directly to, to my site. And it'll have a, a link that says, click here and join the 30 day challenge. And that challenge will every day for uh, 30 days, will give you a little tip to start your podcast. And as you go down the list at the end, you'll have a new podcast out
1: in the world. It's that easy. That is just crazy, man! How uh, yeah. how simple it is to get the uh, to get the word out there. So yeah. who are who who do you listen to? What 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 are your favorite podcasts?
0: Yeah, whenever I you know occasionally get this question, I like to pull out the uh, like to pull out the phone and take a look because I do change. I mean, and I have a lot of stuff. I do some coaching, so my podcasting. I have a lot of things on here. Like right now, here's a good one. This is. Uh, and sometimes I just listen to podcasts that are kind of interesting but here's one that I don't I just started listening to it's just kind of a fun thing but the eleven thirty podcast talk there's a shout out to somebody who I had never have connected with if I wasn't in the space uh teaching people about podcasting that's actually a pro wrestling podcast by the way wow so it's not not something not one of my uh not one of my uh Something I regularly listen. Have to you tried the
1: Coronavirus Four One One podcast? It's like no. a three to five minute podcast that comes out every day, and it just tells how many people have died, how many people oh, wow. got the coronavirus. No way! And, um, but you know who the sponsor is? It's no. like one of these online um, counseling services. So basically, they're coming on saying, "Hey, if you have a lot of stress, you know we do there online counseling," and then they go on and tell how many people are dying oh my of coronavirus. Gosh. So it's Th- yeah, hey. Good business model.
0: <laughs> There's a podcast for everybody, but I'll just tell you a couple of. I mean, I've got some fly fishing podcast. Uh, you know, Pat Flynn, ask Pat. He's he's kind of been a mentor for a while. The the audience podcast is another great one. It's a uh, Castos who I, I've interviewed the founder on on my on my show. Um, you know, I've got I've got basically everybody I've interviewed. I've got them some of their podcasts. Um, you know, I've got uh, like Conan O'Brien. I've got uh, EO Fire. Um, you know, you name it. I I got a mix of business podcasts. I got a mix of fly fishing podcasts, and you know how I built this. So, I've got I'm the person. Like I said, I'm I'm the uh, self proclaimed podcast addict. So I've got I've got a hundred podcasts that I listen to. Where some people might just have a few, but I'm kind of like kind of freakish about it.
1: I've basically given up radio. I, I have about yeah. a thirty minute drive to to the office when I come into the office, and I'm not working from home and Why not just listen to a a podcast? And even if it's, it kind of goes back to Zig Ziglar's uh, Automobile University. We're in a time now in history where basically anything you want to learn, there's a podcast for free about it, where in the past you used to have to buy, you know, cassette tapes for audio courses. Now you can get a lot of free information, but also even if you want some mindless, just entertainment, guess what? You get to pick it, Uh, whatever it is you pick. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Good stuff. So yeah. So uh, any parting thoughts on, on the world of podcasting and um, how to get started, how to keep going or, or anything else from the
0: end? Yeah. Well, I think, like we said, the that link, you know, walks you through. There are tons of resources out there for podcasting, but if you want that simple step by step and the cool thing on that is I'm also going to be choosing somebody from the uh, from our audience that wants to do kind of a public launch. So we're going to be doing that throughout the year too. We're going to find somebody and we're going to document that launch process. So that's going to be something great to stay tuned. But my, my take home is just start, start ugly. Like we said, don't worry about being perfect. Perfect is, you know, don't let, uh, what is the the old saying? uh, Don't let uh, perfection get in the way of progress. Right. I mean, in podcasting, it's critical that you just get started. And and I walk you through some tips that by the end of it, you'll be able to just, you know, start a podcast and then you get better as you go. You know, when I started back in 2017, I wasn't the best, you know, I learned how to become a better interviewer. I got better at editing. I listened to my audience because people would leave comments and say, some of them, said hey this is the amazing podcast but you know what i have some one-star reviews as well and most of them are five stars but i have some one stars and i listened to those one-star reviews right and some of them said for example you know i remember for a while there people were saying you know what it's a great podcast but you cut off your guests sometimes and i listened to that i said you know what let let me see am i doing that and i realized that yeah i was occasionally so i got better and, and avoided that so you know like any business you're listening to your customers there's a number, there's a great tip for you right there. You know, if you can get down and and kind of connect with those people, you know, even though we're in this, I'm in this online space, I still make a point to reach out individually, phone calls, in person meetings, you know, COVID, we have this right now, but in a you know, normal world, I'm reaching out, I'm networking. Yeah. So I just say, go for it, connect with your audience, be social and, uh, and have fun.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think being yourself and you cannot look for perfection, especially in the beginning when I, I cringe if I listen to my first episode or two, but you know what? It got done. I gave myself a deadline to get it done. I got it done, and now I think each one's getting better. They'll never be perfect, but uh, with with, yep. with help of experts like you and everybody else, you know, little by little, if every episode is one percent better, in two years you have a really, really, really strong podcast. And uh, and I think that's the goal. So exactly, so yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's the compound effect. That's, it is, it. Darren Hardy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, well, hey, Dave, I appreciate your time. I know that um, we're even in some different time zones so i know this is this is early for you uh unless of course you had to wake up early to go fly fishing but uh that's okay (laughs) so uh hopefully we can catch up again next time and we will post uh the link to the 30-day challenge in the show notes
0: all right hey thanks david for having me on this has been a lot of fun awesome thanks all right see ya
1: so if you ever thought about starting a podcast, hey, give me an email, david at parallelfinancial.com. I'm not an expert, but I can certainly give you some encouragement and point you in the right direction. But really, go to outdoorsonline.co slash financial. That's outdoorsonline.co slash financial. And take advantage of uh, Dave Stewart's free 30-day podcast uh, course. It should be really worth your while and get you started off on the right foot. If you ever have any financial questions, whether business or personal related regarding wealth management, estate planning, tax planning, any of the financial planning disciplines, Um, I am a certified financial planner and I'd be willing to do a 30-minute phone, Zoom, or in-person consultation with you. So my email is david at parallelfinancial.com and I will also put my calendar link in the show notes. We wish you a blessed week and have a great day. The information contained herein including but not limited to research, market value Valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.